0: This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is sponsored by Cognac and Conjure. So Cognac and Conjure sent me their Van Van oil. And for those who don't know, Van Van oil is a traditional hoodoo as condition oil. It's basically used to bring prosperity. It's, it's a good luck oil, um, but the energy around it is more removing obstacles and blockages so that you're able to access your luck, that you're able to access your um, prosperity, etc., and honey, baby, um, I dressed a I did a divine feminine, divine masculine working. Um, maybe I'll share how I did that on my Patreon, but regardless. And I dressed my penis candle with my abundance oil, but I dressed the pussy candle with the OG van van. And I did my little working. And honey, when I tell you, it really. Did some like really deep shit that I wasn't expecting It really removed sort of my blockages That I have around accepting energy of divine masculine in my life And to be quite clear it removed boys. And I wasn't expecting it to do all of that But it really removed and brought up a lot of things And cleared the path like of niggas that's not shit thus opening the path and opening up my minds and this pussy to niggas that are shit and that are not trash and that are really kind and thoughtful and who can lay, you know, who can, who, 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 who do anything, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's one thing. So I, 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 it works like it worked. I was supposed to get on get on here and say a very genuine and honest review of how it worked for me. That's how it worked for me. It cleared fuckboys and opened up this pussy. <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm screaming, y'all all in my tea, but like that's that's literally the first thing that I saw do. So I've been using it, you know, every so often, but it has really like cleared, cleared that energy, that toxic masculinity energy from me. So. That's my review. That's my review. I'm sure it can re- uh, remove other blockages as well. That's how I've been using it, and that's how I have found success with it. So, you can head on over to Cognac and Conjure C O G N A C X C O N J U R E dot com and get you some Van Van oil. And I'm I want to know how you use it and how it it may have cleared some things for you and brought your good luck because it brought me good luck dick okay so wondering to see how it works for (laughs) y'all that is my honest review of it (laughs) shout out to cognac and conjure for the van van oil and uh let me know how it works for you now let's get into the show Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about Black-ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, ATRs, African traditional religion, diasporic traditions. You know, we just decolonizing our spirituality and our spiritual traditions one episode at a time. I am your host, Juju, and I come to this show as a medium, as a hoodoo practitioner, as an orisha devotee, and all-around bad-bitch theologian. You know what I'm saying? Reverend Pastor Juju. Reporting for duty. I hope y'all are well. I hope y'all are feeling good amidst the Rones. But this episode, we're really going to get some groundedness and some clarity around Miss Rona, honey. And you're going to leave feeling delectable. I promise. Let's get, let's get into the show. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is, all you need, all you need is a little juju, all you need is a little juju, all you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju, a little juju is the way, it's how I start my day, Can't for no say. and I'll never get play. I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make a stay. Cause I hate when Bailey's. But I manifest a little with my Baileys. I'm my ancestors' babies. So I give them everything that they gave me. Yeah, so I can't be stopped. Manifested everything give Okay, honey dips, honestly, I'm not gonna run my mouth too long in the beginning as I normally do Only because uh, we have a wonderful episode today And I'm sure some of you who are listening may have checked it out already But it's the We Gonna Be Alright panel Uh, So basically, I had a dream I had a dream, we gonna work it out, out, out. (laughs) Y'all remember that song from that movie with the white lady who was teaching all the urban inner city kids? I can't remember it. Anywho, the We Gonna Be All Right panel, I had a dream that um, I had a conversation with some elders and practitioners of different spiritual traditions and religions, and I saw six women in my dream And so I woke up and I was like, that was a cute dream. I'm not doing that. And then the next day I, I had a, I won't say it was a nightmare, but it was not a pleasant dream. And it was about me not doing it. (laughs) Like it was a, it was just, yeah, everything like went to shit because I didn't really try to execute that vision or dream that I had about the panel and so when I woke up I was like okay guess I'm sending emails to all the women I saw in my dream for a panel about coronavirus and how to and how to talk about coronavirus from a spiritual and astrological standpoint and I emailed all the panelists and they got back to me that same day and a panel was born it took place on zoom on April 4th and it was powerful. It was powerful. It is on my YouTube if you want to check it out. But um, yeah, it was we just talked a lot about the times we're in the pandemic, how to heal some herbs, some just wonderful advice that was just grounded in like truth and honesty and spirit. And I'm very pleased with the whole process. Um, we had a wonderful ASL interpreter, shout out to Billy and yeah, the panel was bomb. We had Iolosha Oshunyemi Akalatunde, we had LaVon P, Levon Proverbs, we had the People's Orca, Oracle, uh, Dana Lynn Knuckles, we had Maisha from Cognac and Conjure and we had Tatiana Taro, um, Dumu. You know, we had some some heavy hitters, some heavy spiritual hitters in the building. So I want y'all to enjoy. I just wanted to make sure that I put it out on this platform as well for folks who just want to listen. And there also will be notes that were taken from that. Um, I have Max. Shout out to Max, who is a wonderful note taker and transcriber who will be transcribing the podcast as well. Max is working on some notes from... Uh, this conversation that will also be put out. So yeah, that's that's that on that. Um, I'm just gonna get into donations really quickly and then we're just gonna drop this conversation. All you need is a little juju. A little juju podcast is written, hosted, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, energy, resources money so that I can pay people to help me finally I have a little bit more resources to do that and I'm able to do that because people donate Um, it is a few ways to donate to the show all of them are important I will start with the monetary ways and then we'll get into the non-monetary ways to support this work So the first monetary way that I'll mention is through Patreon, which is a site that allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, which will range from $1 to as many dollars as you want. I have some suggestions on my Patreon, and based on the level that you donate is the level of content or things that you'll receive from me via Patreon, which includes exclusive deals... Videos, sometimes I do readings, sometimes I do workings for specific patrons. It just depends. Okay, so big, big shout out to my newest patrons. <laughs> my my newest patrons. Firstly, shout out to Coach Bay. Here is your name. Coach Bay reached out like I thought I was gonna hear my name last episode. Hi Coach Bay. Here's your shout-out. Thank you for becoming a patron, boo. I appreciate you. Shout out to Valerie Kelly for upping your pledge. Thank you, Valerie. Um, thank you to Gigi for becoming a patron. Shout out to Cynthia Aragon. Shout out to Mars, Jordan Williams, Deloria Ware, Leandra, Kayla Mitchell, Tyrona Warren, Zami Hemingway, Den- Denitris Graham, Tanya Callender- Allridge. Shout out to Raven for upping your pledge. Appreciate you. Shout out to Jalen Houghton. And I think we have gotten everyone. Big old shout out and thank you so, so much to all of my wonderful patrons. Thank you for sharing the energy of wealth and the energy of money and the energy of abundance with me. As a bitch who got the gift of speaking things into existence, I speak. Uh, Prosperity and abundance And good coin over you as well May you manifest all the things that you need To be able to achieve all of your Very valid and real and wonderful beautiful dreams If you so wish the same for me Also side note I hate to have to bring this up I'm not going to get too deep into it But basically If I miss your name Or somehow I did an oversight And didn't shout you out you know, it's okay to just, you know, tell me and then I will shout you out, babe. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It's, it's okay if I, I apologize if I've missed anyone's name in the past and feel free to be like, I ain't hear my name, bitch. And I, I gave you a little coin. I'm be like, oh my baby, I'm sorry. i just be, you know, sometimes I look over this list. Y'all know I'll be repeating people and sometimes, sometimes. So, you know, you don't have to drag me. Just ask Go be like, I ain't hear my name. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you to my patrons. Love y'all. And if you are interested in the non monetary ways to donate to the show, which are just as important, shout me out. Tag ALJ Pod, tag Jujube on social media, put people on to the show, tell them what this podcast is and what it's about. Comment, subscribe so that I pop up when a new episode comes out. So you already are hip and you know. Just let people know about the show. You can rate five stars on Apple or whatever platform that you are using and just help me spread the good juju gospel. I appreciate everyone who always tags and tells me they're listening and puts people onto the show. I deeply, deeply appreciate that as well. All the ways to donate will be in the show notes. Of course, if you want to be a patron on Patreon, dot com slash J-U-J-U-B-A-E. Or if you want to know my cash app, or if you just want to figure out how to tag and rate, all that information will be in the show notes. So now let's get back into the show. All right, so sit back and relax, and we are going to get into the panel discussion entitled, We Gonna Be All Right, An Afro-Spiritual Understanding of the Current Times and How to Heal Through Crisis. Enjoy, and remember, it's also on my YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to watch as well. But yeah, let's just get into it. I hope you all enjoy. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so greetings. Welcome. I'm so excited for this moment. I actually had a dream about this, and everyone who was on the panel was in my dream. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to do this <laughs> our ancestors. So I'm very thankful <laughs> you for coming through and just having this conversation with us at this time. Um before we get into the questions, I want to first shout out my lovely friend Janae, who is here with Highlander, who helped me make this possible um in so many ways and was just on board with everything that I was saying to do. Like, yes, let's do it. So I want to uh point it over to Janae for a second to say hi and introduce and then also talk a little bit about
1: Highlander. Oh Janae, you gotta unmute. Yes, I
2: just it's a lot going on in the world <laughs> good evening everyone good afternoon hi billy jonathan is also here uh s- hi dana hey i didn't know that was my boo out here it's yeah. me. oh i used to have babies i used to teach in our class with dana's kids so we go back it's good to see everyone and those who i can't see i'm so excited that you're here my name. Thank you. My name is Janae. I use she and her pronouns. And I'm the cultural organizer for Highlander Research and Education Center. We are based in Newmarket, Tennessee, in Jefferson County. And we have been around since 1932, serving as a catalyst organization, gathering people across the country, across the world, to train them in our popular education methodologies. Myself as a cultural organizer, I know that I always say to people, earth without art is eh, literally, eh. it's a very boring word, if we take out art. If we take out heart, we have he. If we take out, I mean, we can barely fit in organizing. But the way that I, I know that people might not always remember who the speakers are of the House or the Congress people, but they'll tell you who was in Black Panther, and they'll let us know what color someone was wearing or who the designer was that they're wearing. We know that people are tied to spirit and to creation. And so I'm just so happy to partner with It's Juju Beck. I am a huge, huge, not just a fan, but someone who has been deeply impacted and moved by Sam's gift. And know that this is a place, we asked her to come speak on the cultural hotline and give us a read of what the moment was. And that brought people into the reality of trying to deal with what was going on what is actually happening to our world, our spirit, our ancestors, et cetera. And so we know that some of the people who signed up for that call are also here. Really excited to have you. And I will follow Sam to the moon and back. And so I believe that everyone here on this call today should take seriously what this gift is that we are offering and that every panelist on this call has done extraordinary work to make sure that we they were in tune and prepared to come on this call and offer a gift And for a lot of us, this is a free gift, but not at the expense of the labor and the life that all of us have been through to get us here. So we want to say thank you to each of you. Please come visit us at Highlander. We're throwing calls all week. And my brother, my best friend, Jonathan Likes, is here as well from Liberation House. And so we're just excited. Thanks, Sam. Oh, and Ashley's here. The best co-director in the whole world the whole world ashley henderson is on the call so if y'all need anything from highlander we'll all be here peace
0: thank you janae and then i also want to shout out to liberation house jonathan is here my boo and just wanted you to, to say thank you to you for also making this possible um and did you just want to talk a little bit about liberation House?
3: Thank you, Sam. Appreciate you so much. Um, so happy to be here uh, with you all. I can feel the spirit through this call already. So I'm super excited. Uh, my name is Jonathan Likes. I am the founder and executive director of Liberation House. Uh, we seek to create spaces where Black, Indigenous, queer, and trans people can basically joyfully live out their self-determined lives without limitations or barriers. So our goal is to plant seeds for multi-generation liberation efforts uh we believe in cultivating joy healing justice transformation and culture in this world because those are the things that are that's going to allow us to be liberated even in the midst of navigating white supremacy during a freaking pandemic right now um so we work to confront systemic oppression by building power organizing direct actions and connecting global safe spaces and cultural workers for sites of political education and advocacy. So super happy to be here, uh, Sam. I will also follow you anywhere. Shout out to Sam. A lot of y'all don't know she also sings Down. <laughs> She's featured in the Joy Experience Down. album. Uh, we just had a, a virtual concert last night. Uh, that was lit and dope. So please check out BYP 100's Facebook page to check out that live also. So thank y'all. So looking forward to this. I know she only
2: has an hour, but this is a Sam Googling. This is the, this is the <laughs> Sam fan club here. She's uh, the very Janae, first, famous
0: Today, Thank
3: you Everyone else is. Mm. <laughs> Love y'all. I'm going to go unmute now. <laughs> Love y'all.
0: Okay, cool. So let's get into it my babies. All right, so a few housekeeping things. Um, so we have four questions that I'm going to ask and if we have time, we're gonna get to um, audience questions. Um, so just be mindful of response times. We have like maybe two-ish minutes a person, more or less, two-ish minutes, little extra room for each panelist for each question. Um, if you are not speaking, please remain on mute. So just to... Uh, Take away some feedback stuff. Um, and then also I want to say again that this conversation is also being live streamed on my YouTube channel. Um, so again, yeah, I just thought about this space. I had a dream about it. I was like, what the hell is going on in the world? I don't know, but I want to ask these people. I want to see what these folks have to say. I want to see what these folks' spirits have to bring Um and so I'm honored to just listen to and I'm honored to just take notes as well uh, and feel like a guest. So thank you. Um, shout out to Billy again for signing. Let's also just be mindful that we do have an AFL, um interpreter here too with, you know, with our, how long we're going or how fast we're speaking. Um, okay, so introductions of guests. I mean, I think everyone saw on the um, panel that we just got a fly panel on the flyer. We have a fly panel today. Um, we have Ialosha Oshinyamia Kalatunde, who is an open piece, and she has been on an episode of a Little Juju podcast, which was so wonderful. And we stand, I stand everyone on this panel. We have Nagara Kudumu, who is like my mother in my head, <laughs> um, who we also stand against, like, oh, I am. Yes. Um, who has also been on an episode of a Little Juju podcast, which is very popular. We have Lavon P in the building a multi-faith pastor healer Bay, who i love also has been on aoj pod um tatiana tarot like need i say more astrologist tarot reader um also ocean priest and really awesome to be able to be in space with you tatiana so i'm grateful to be with you today and thank you um, we have Dana, the People's Oracle, Dana Nichols, who um, I recently got hit to on Twitter and people have been reaching out like, do you know Dana? You need to know Dana. You need to know the People's Oracle. And then she popped up in the dream for the panel. So I was like, OK, so here it is. This is how <laughs> we all get to know each other. So I love it. Thank you. Um, and then we have Maisha, who is my friend, my boo, Yagi. She's everything. Two-headed doctor. Um we love my, so thank y'all all for being on the panel. And let's just, let's just get right into it. Um, so we're going to start with the panel. So whoever was on the flyer first, so I'll say, but the first person will be um, Ia for this question. And then we're going to go Nagara, LaVon, Tatiana, Dana, Maisha. I'll say that again. Um, but question one. So based on your spiritual framework, how can we understand what is happening around the world right now in nature and with people in this time? Um, but from a spiritual or astrological perspective, whatever your background is. All
4: right. Um, well, my background is, of course, the Orisha tradition coming out of Nigeria. And as our ancestors taught in the tradition, the world, the entire world and all of existence is actually a global network. So whatever happens to one of us literally happens to all of us. And this is a time that we are seeing that and living that. Also, during the winter months, whenever the earth is furthest away from the sun, this is the time of Obaluwaye. Obaluwaye means king of the earth. And Obaluwaye is the um, deity of pestilence, but pestilence is always caused by uncleanliness. So what we are seeing is the result of us as humankind being unclean overall. We are internally unclean, we are externally unclean. We do not clean our houses or ourselves the way our grandmothers taught us. We do not keep our bodies clean the way our grandmothers taught us. And so this is the result. This is what happens. We don't take into account that whatever is happening to our neighbor, literal neighbor, is happening to us. Whatever is happening to the guy on the street is happening to us. And so when we don't take that into account, this is the result. It's not a plague. It's not a punishment. It's not anything like that. It is merely the result of not having respect for Obolueye. When you have respect for Obolueye, you understand your connection with everyone else and you maintain a high level of cleanliness. I know everybody had the grandmother and the mother-like idea where you didn't wear your shoes in the house, you didn't keep your outside clothes on in the house, you washed your goddamn towel and your sheets you know, often. You kept your house clean as a pen. My grandmother lived in a literal shack. I'm from the backwoods of Tennessee, but that motherfucker was clean as a pen, right? This is what our ancestors expect of us. When I asked my grandmothers, how did they make it through those past pandemics? That's the message that they gave me, is that this is why we were so fastidiously clean, and this is why we taught you guys to respect and love those around you. And treat those around you as if it were you. Because whatever happens to them is going to affect you. So from a spiritual perspective, that is what the mothers have spoken to me. So it's not fun. It's not nice. It ain't a result of nothing but our own filthiness. Pestilence is a result of filth all the time. So if you want to get over pestilence, you got to clean the hell up. That's what my mom and them had told me.
5: I see. Okay, uh, Nagara. Hello everyone, and thank you, Juju, for that lovely introduction. I'm very appreciative of your presence in my life and the work that you do. Um, with regard to the question, coming from the perspective of Palo Mayombe, which is the system into which I am initiated, I have almost nine years of um, initiation as a Malongo in that tradition in the Brahma Brahma lineage of um, Paulo Mayombe out of Eastern Cuba. And so when, when I look at what is going on in the world right now, what I am seeing is a severe lack of vitality across the board. A severe lack. Um, I was tempted to use the word imbalance, but at this point, I just think, ain't no scale. <laughs> you know, it ain't no scale. It's just, there is a lack of vitality and not just where physical health is concerned not just where mental health is concerned but in society at large when we look at the systems that govern um the world whether we're thinking locally at the state level uh at the national level international those um those organizations those structures are not vital either. They are literally falling apart. And so when you, uh, from from a Bantu perspective, when you reach a point of such massive vitality, lack of vitality, you've got to start to look and see how that lack is manifesting as suffering. And so in this particular moment, we are seeing it most notably in two broad areas it has been apparent in in sort of from my perspective sort of writ large for quite some time but right now we are seeing it most notably in our economic system and our global economic system but also in health in our as as you know as exemplified by this pandemic um, while the pandemic is the most sort of at the forefront of everybody's minds and understandably so, I would urge people to really pay attention to the way in which this is affecting um, our ability to have vitality and take care of ourselves with reference to our need to be able to um, work in a dignified, fair, just non-exploitative way in the marketplace. However, that market, however we understand that marketplace, the reality is from my perspective, I won't speak for anyone or, or, or over anything that I've read. But from my perspective, the lack, this massive lack of vitality that has been growing is causing the wholesale destruction of these systems um, that have been sick for a very long time and there is going to be something else. The question is for me, how do we get through the destruction phase and what might the something else look like?
0: Thank you. Um, Next we'll go to LeVon.
6: Greetings, beloved ones. Um, So I am a new Afro-Caribbean womanist pastor. Um, I am reclaiming Christianity as an ancient African traditional religion. Um, But I realize that most Black folks have had some experience with the Black church, and oftentimes it can be traumatizing and or triggering. Um, So I want to preface this work by offering an apology for anyone on the call who's listening to this who has experienced some sort of hell-adjacent Christian who has caused you harm. And so the divine is pissed about it and so am I. And so that being said, for me, um, I know many of us grew up with this like fire and brimstone mentality. And in the last days is going to be plagues and wars and rumors of wars. And just like how scripture was used as domestic terrorism on Black bodies. Um, This is not something that is ordained by the divine. I want to be very clear. What we're seeing is the result of colonialism, white supremacy, greed, and capitalism. All these systems that the divine did not ideate for us this is not the world that the creator had in mind for us when uh uh, when spirit originally created so that being said the message for me from my ancestors has been for the collective to remember a few things one that our ancestors survived capital t capital w the worst right and so they have access to the great beyond to give us direction guidance and insight our elders have survived global and domestic wars and civil rights movements and poor healthcare. Um, we have to sit at their feet and talk to them and find out what did you do during these moment of crises? And then also in ancient West African tradition, when we're talking about Adinkra symbols, um, Sankofa has been coming up for me that we all must have individual Sankofa moments where we look back over our life and we see when we were struggling, when when we hit rock bottom, when we were going through, didn't know when we were gonna eat, you know, um, didn't feel like we had communal support and see that you have survived more than this. Black folks, queer folks, trans folks, differently able folks have been surviving pandemics in this country since its installation. And so we are going to heal and get onto the other side of this together by pa- practicing uh, radical self-care, radical hospitality, kindness, and compassion, um, leaning on ancestral wisdom and um, following spirits' guidance.
7: Thank you a uh, Tatiana. Hi, everybody. Um, very, very honored to be here. We're very similar to EI. I do come from the IFA Orisha practice, so we have, that whole interconnecting uh, belief system and I abide by that too, you know. I think right now what we're seeing is essentially a dismantling of the abuse and the chaos that has been plaguing us for generations upon generations. And, you know, one of the most basic things that I think um, I do and a lot of other practitioners do is what do we do when we're in a state of helplessness where we're getting, you know, we don't have any sense of control we go to our ancestors, we go to our spirits. And I think this force of nature, this virus in and of itself, um, it's another way of Mother Earth kind of saying, all right, I'm gonna fuck this shit up. We're gonna start from scratch, you know what? Because you don't know how to take care of me. You don't know how to take care of yourselves. And what you do to other people, you do to yourselves. What you do to Earth, you know, you do to yourself. And so this is just a rude awakening to go back to our roots to really go and learn to sit with stillness, learn to get that ancestral wisdom, learn to get that ancestral medicine. I think we're really being forced to go back to old ways, even in the sense of being hyper-resourceful with what it is that we've got. a lot of us are starting to lose everything. We're seeing that switch of power. We're seeing these systems being dismantled, You know, economic systems, political systems, religion systems, belief systems, all that. And so it's like, what do we have left? Well. What did our ancestors do before? Let's sit at our feet. Let us sit at their feet. Let's listen to what they've got to say. Um, let's listen. Let's take it day by day and hear what's our guidance in terms of moving forward. So I think it's it's about and and also as an Oshun priestess, I think about the qualities of Oshun. I think about what it is that we're lacking in terms of humanity. That in and of itself, we're lacking humanity. We're lacking compassion. We're lacking empathy. You see these people going into the you know the streets without no masks, without no gloves, you see all this discrimination against Asians, you see all of this happening. And so it's really like a call call to service, a call to listen, a call to show up in whatever means you can. A lot of us are like, what can we do? And we think like, what is it that we can do the most instead of what can we do with what we've got going on right now, even if it's like a simple prayer, even if it's like lending an ear to a friend, whatever it is. So I think we've got to start with that definitely and just just being aware that everything is gonna it's got to get worse before it gets better you know we're really starting from scratch it's a very like oh yeah moment too you know
0: thank you um next is dana
6: hi everybody i'm dana lynn knuckles the people's oracle i was born and raised in a pentecostal church somehow find my way to sidereal astrology tarot dream interpretation, anything that requires me to channel um, and be a medium for messages for everyone. I have three points here. The kind of hallmark of my work is situating things in space and time. There's a time and a season for all things. There's a time for death and birth, harvest, loss, growth, uh, abundance. There's a time for pestilence. There's a season for all things. And we come into spiritual power when our individual will is in alignment with the divine will. And so my work always centers around how can we get you into alignment with what the divine will is. So I have three points here. One is that we are at the culmination of a collective conversion experience. Um, Anybody who knows anything about any kind of spiritual encounter, it requires an encounter with the divine that changes your mind, changes your name, and changes your path. And so we are all in this collective conversion experience where if you arrived at this moment feeling tepid, feeling lukewarm about your place in the world, about your politics, about your morals, about your relationships, this is meant to radicalize you. You do not come to this moment and go back to the way that you were. We are not going to go back to the way that we were. So to see this as a conversion experience means that your identity changes. So looking around at everybody that's cool, But this is about our individual selves, our personal convictions and beliefs, and how those shape how we see ourselves and the world we live in. Second is sin and atonement. Sin is anything, piggybacking on my lovely sisters here from the Ephah tradition, sin is anything that has you convinced that you are separate from me, that you are different and separate from your neighbor. And so atonement requires sacrifice. It requires that we come into right relationship with each other and that's what this moment is about as my lovely sisters have awful said finally we are dealing with a global massive mommy and daddy issues right this is about neglect this is about rightly discerning what our needs are empowering relationships that we can speak up we see people giving up their autonomy and their spiritual power and authority to follow the visions of people who don't have their best interest at heart. And so this is about reclaiming that power to mother and parent yourself, to come into right relationship with our parents who are here or passed on. Not that you gotta go talk to them because they might be toxic, abusive, but you need to understand that you can't have your needs met until you're entitled enough to acknowledge what they are. And that's what this moment is about from my perspective. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Okay. My eyes watered a little bit, thank you. Um, Let's pass it on to my.
1: Hi everyone, Um, my name is Maisha. I am a two headed doctor. Um, For those that don't know, in Conjure that uh, is a title for somebody who works under possession or works with a particular spirit um, or what um, will be called a spiritualist. I'm also Yaya Nkisi Malongo, Brahma Kum Brahma. Uh, Nagara is my elder god sister, um, Mayan who I love very much, um, from the same Lunan towards I. Um, and to answer the question really from, I think, a traditional kind of perspective, um, I really think that COVID-19 and coronavirus is symptomatic of what has been happening in society thus far. So I wanna say I share and our way and like in progress to what everyone else has shared. Um, Specifically about the ways in which the spirit of capitalism, the spirit of patriarchy, the spirit of white supremacy, and the manifestations of those things have ground us down to the point where we can't keep our homes clean or where we can't keep ourselves clean or where we are too busy or too endangered or too marginalized or too in a a position of um, extreme victimization that we are not able to maintain um, what uh, our traditions and our indigenous beliefs and practices are to the point where that affects our ability to care for our children, to care for our homes, to care for ourselves. And so I really look at this as symptomatic. So, you know, coronavirus, COVID could have been contained it could have been contained. In some places, it has been contained. And because of these other, the spirits of these other systemic issues, it is uncontained in the place in which we live. And um, and so, again, I want to say I share our way in light like and progress to what everybody has shared. I feel like there's really important kernels of information in all of those messages. Um, but really, I feel like this is... Uh, us being extremely marginalized and unable to um, maintain certain things and so I think that um, in response to it and you know we're going to have a lot of conversations about what it is we should be doing Um, in response to it I think we really need to you know understand the ways in which we have been almost forced um, to live in an unnatural or unsafe or or unhealthy way
0: Thank you, panelists. We're going to move right on to question number two. So, question two is How do we address the very real impacts of this crisis spiritually, with herbs, with ritual, et cetera? Because people are physically unwell, they're financially unwell, safety is compromised for a lot of folks. So, what does protecting ourselves look like at this time? And if you all have some examples of how to do that, we'll um, start. Now, this time, we're going to go reverse order. So, actually, Maisha will be first.
1: All right, I'm back. I'm first. I was expecting to be at the end. Um, when we're talking about ways to address this, I think that, um, you know, uh, light and progress to what Yalo shows when Yemi was saying, we need to clean. <laughs> clean your house. Clean your ass. Like, clean your children. Clean everything that you have. <laughs> but, you know, get your vinegar out. Get your natural remedies out. Get your bleach with the chlorine in it, if you got it. And really clean everything down. Spiritually clean yourself. You know, take steps and and prepare washes for yourself if you know how. If you don't know how, talk to somebody that does know how. And there's many people, every ATR and DTR that I know of has some form of physical and spiritual cleansing. Um, You know, prepare a wash for yourself. Wash yourself down, protect, you know, your space, your children, pray over your door. You know, pray that nothing unwanted or uninvited, nothing that is of pestilence is allowed to cross the threshold of your sacred space of your home. Um, you know, social distance, like give, give the grocery store workers six feet, give people in target six feet when you got to go pick up your supplies, um, you know, set up a shrine for your dead. elevate your dead you know elevate the people that you come from so that they are better able to protect you in the situation so that they are better able to intervene in the situation respect the coronavirus coronavirus is a thing it is it has an it is an entity with a consciousness it is a virus that is manifesting and so if it does enter your home or enter your body you are in a war with something that is actively attempting to attack you, with something that is trying to take your life force from you, with something that is seeking to eat you. A virus is something that lives off of you, right? It is parasitic in nature. And so respect it as something that has agency, that has a desire to live, and that is seeking to eat you to live. And treat that relationship or that episode of illness as a fight, as a war. And as a need to reinforce yourself, reinforce your immune system and suit up, because baby, you got to do it like it's going to be you or Corona. So <laughs> handle your business, you know, and you need to, you know, utilize all of the tools at your disposal. Um, I do think, you know, I do think that we need to pay attention to, you know, what treatments and um, what treatments and what resources are provided by Western medicine. I do not discount Western medicine. They stole all our shit anyway. Um, (laughs) I also think that from the other side, you need to really get in contact with traditional herbalists. You need to really understand the ways in which this thing manifests and how it is that you can attack it. And when I say get in contact with, with real master herbalists, I don't mean just Googling things. I mean, get a consultation, get in contact with somebody who knows their herbs and start talking about ways in which you can boost yourself and your immune system in order to armor yourself for that particular conflict.
6: Thank you, Maya. We're gonna go to Dane. Awesome, so I'm not rooted in any herbs or anything like that, so I'm gonna leave that to all of these wise women on here. I'm just so in awe. You guys are all so beautiful and so wise and tapped in. maisha I love everything that you said. Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm just in this moment. Anyways, um, you know, coming from an astrological perspective, Um, we can recognize this moment as a Saturn moment. One of the pieces that I wrote in preparation for this year spoke about death, spoke about time, spoke about our relationship with death and time and how so much of the things that we do on earth, including our response to this even while we're doing this is that our spiritual motivation for doing things needs to honor a right relationship with what is actually in our control. We think that we're in control of things that we're not really in control of. Um, So from an astrological perspective, talking about Saturn and Capricorn, the limits of time, of death, of our physical body, understanding that we are mortal creatures that do not live forever, that at this moment where death seems to be at all of our door fronts, the value of everything changes everything the value of our personal time the value of our collective time the value of our relationships but the antidote to that is cancer it's home it's mother it's the womb it is birth it is nurturing it is your family members these are the extensions of your physical body that share your burden of survival Um, Today, specifically, I was really moved to tweet to men because as women, we tend to have relationships with our family members and each other that are very resilient to these kinds of disruptions. We have deep emotional attachments and we stay in tune and connected to each other. But men don't have that because they often rely on us as women to provide that for them. So for all of us, whether we are men and women, this moment of reconnecting, of who is your chosen family this moment makes very clear who your family really is and family don't have to do anything with blood it has to do with who shares with you the burden of survival survival is not meant to be an individual responsibility it is not meant to be an individual burden it is a collective burden And because of the sin that tells us that we're separate from each other, we disconnect, we cut off. Well, I'm just worried about me and myself. It's just like, yeah, if your neighbor doesn't have access to health care, guess what? If they get sick, you sick. If your person at Trader Joe's or Target who's checking you out does not have access to affordable health care, cannot take off work, then you're sick. You're unwell. These are not woo-woo things that just exist in the realm of the spiritual world where we're all one. No, I bet believe you that if your male lady don't have the appropriate means to take care of herself, neither do you because it's coming in your house next. So this is about reconnecting who is your chosen family? Where do you belong? And some of us might find out where we don't belong in the process. But accepting that truth first leads us to really open up to the people who are going to share that burden with us. That's all.
7: (laughs) That's
0: right on. Thank you. We're going to go to Tatiana.
7: i share on all that. You guys are so wise. Dina and Maisha. Yes, Lord. Um, So what I wanted to include is, uh, yeah, going back to what I was saying before, obviously, ancestor veneration uh, spirit spiritual elevation and all that extremely helpful um, especially because a lot of us you know we take for granted these resources but a lot of us you know i get a lot of questions like how do we do this how do i contact my ancestors what does that look like for me you know and it it, it could be something that is rather complex but it really isn't you know people make it into something else so i think that's so important during this time um, now that we have a surplus of time and resources and energy we have an abundance of that Um, We also need to look based on um, our foundation going into what Dana is saying and the whole Saturn energy. Saturn deals a lot with structure and foundation and, and uh, our shit's fucked up. Like we ain't going to go back to the way things are. So we really need to look at our individual lives and how we've been living it thus far, what works, what doesn't work. What do we want moving forward? What will it take for us to have that moving forward? And um, you know, put, Put things into perspective so we have some clarity so that we're just not walking in like limbo land. Uh, How do I make the most of the time that I have now? You know, How do I really exude the sense of gratitude and grounding to my family, to my friends, to my loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. Um, On a spiritual level, I think a lot about my elders. I think a lot about my peers in the spiritual community. I also think about old ways and where Elders of every type of denomination would gather, and they would feed the earth, or they would appease the deities for the sake of humanity. Uh, and it seems like we're going to have to do that, you know. I'm I'm in New Orleans now, and a lot of us, you know, when we're in danger of a hurricane, we go straight to start, you know, feeding the water, feeding the oya, feeding feeding the egg bay, all of that, and so. If you have elders, if you know people who are in that sort of superior position with integrity to do that, I would, you know, I would definitely have a conversation with your elders. I would definitely connect. I um, have been doing that service for people too. I have been praying. Um, Anything kind of helps. I think also another major thing going back on how things are going to change moving forward is the concept of sustainability. Um, you know, people are learning a lot, you know, they're getting really into herbalism. We Definitely need to learn, you know, uh, what can I do with what I've got to make by, you know, how can I make clothes? You know, you see all these people making their own face masks. You see them making their own hand sanitizers. You see them starting to study herbalism. You see them making fire cider at home. And I think that is so important for protection as well. Um, another thing that is major is mental health mental health you gotta stay on your health care you gotta be very keen on what it is that you're absorbing um i've heard so many horror stories of older people watching the news having panic attacks not being able to go into the hospital god forbid they go into the hospital you don't know what's lingering on the air um people who are just susceptible to fear and just very vulnerable going to to dishonorable practitioners that are feeding things or taking advantage of them like you know i'm gonna pay $50,000 so that my whole family gets cured of this and, you know, just get, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's important to be very discerning on what you're getting your information, where you're getting your information from. Um, And also, it's not all all love and light. You know, I'm not saying don't watch the news because it is important to an extent, but I'm saying everything in moderation um, so that you are getting substantial information, knowing where this is going. But at the same time, it's not a detriment to your well-being and your sanity. Um, so having some sort of spiritual routine, having some sort of uh, a spiritual foundation, whether it's you pray every day for five minutes, you journal, you meditate, what have you, whatever it looks like for you is, is what's going to be anchoring us moving forward. Is that sense of protection that we need, that sense of consistency and that mothering that we can give to ourselves.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you. Um, Levon. Yeah, beloved. However you're feeling right now is absolutely okay. But where I don't want us to get stuck in is despair. Because once we're in despair and we lose hope, that's when things become slippery. And so um, I have been focused on cultivating a practice. Day to day, my life feels normal, whatever normal means right now. I'm eating well. I'm taking my supplements. I'm putting on body cons. I'm dancing in the mirror. I'm praying. I'm lighting candles. I'm like, that is pleasure-based self-care for me but self-care seems to have this like oh spa day nails done like no it has to be very deep but we can't care for ourselves and we don't know how valuable ourself is so it's been a few different things for me wound care soul care and self-care um, mama earth is healing herself and so should you we always talk about how we got so much to do and we're so busy and this that and the third like literally we are sheltering in place. So now is the time for us to be doing deep shadow work. Now is the time for us to be looking at the parts of ourselves that are less than savory, (laughs) the parts of ourselves that we don't put in our IG bio or on our resume so that we can heal that part of ourselves to be ready for the elevation that's coming when we heal from the coronavirus. Um, When it comes to soul care, deep, deep spiritual practice is going to be crucial. Whatever that looks like for you, it could be prayer, meditation, journaling, it could be yoga. Um, Moving your body right now is really important because we're surrounded by a lot of grief, death, and loss and we have to process through that energy because energy doesn't dissipate, it just transforms. So it's going to come out somehow. What we wanna do is make it come out in the most, in, in the healthiest way possible. Right. And so then for self-care, I'm a daughter of Yemoya. So water is my element. So I'm in that bathtub three, four days a week. I'm taking my spiritual baths. Thank you, Juju. Um, I'm intuiting my herbs. I'm calling on my honorable ancestors and spirit guides um, and just asking for guidance in, what do we do on the other side of this? Because this is the moment we have been waiting for as healers, as spiritualists, as creators, as um, 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 multi-hyphenate entrepreneurs, right? Don't stop charging for your services. I don't know who needs to hear this, but people are looking for spiritual guidance right now. Create packages if you need to, put specials together if you need to, but keep charging because, we're, sh- we're seeing a shift in how we view resources, right? Like we have been living into capitalism for so long that now the system is crumbling. This is the system we have been actively tearing down. So now that we're seeing the rubble, we have to figure out where is the golden nugget. And um, what's happening is there is an abundance of resources. There is always abundance. There is always more than enough. How we're accessing it now is different and evolving. So I want us to remember that we have everything that we need. So the last part of this is about communal care right? The reason why we can't flatten the curve is because Americans are very self, um, self-absorbed self and, and arrogant, and I want my individual rights and freedom. Whereas in, in Mama Africa, we were communal, we were tribal, we did what was best for the tribe, not for ourselves. So we cannot stay home because we don't see that my staying home is protecting somebody else. Even if you don't have it, you could still be carrying it on your clothes. Like, America does not think like that so um, we have to do the work to remember that we are not alone that we're gonna make it through with each other bartering services um, learning how to grow food and and educating each other with our um, area of expertise that's the wealth right that's the abundance we don't necessarily need money in this moment but we need each other's brilliance and talents and resources
0: Thank you, LaVon.
6: I'm Nagara. And
5: then yeah. Um, I mean, the comments that have been made so far, I echo. It's just, you know, it's really brilliant. Um, there is a comment, though, that I want to make, particularly around Mother Earth. And, you know, this might just me be, be me being, you know, crotchety and slightly pessimistic childless Cynthia that might be what this is but where when we are thinking about mother earth um she has the power to create she also has the power to destroy and we have to grapple in my estimation with the reality is that certain shit is not coming back some of us are not coming back Um, A friend of mine, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this topic way before it got out of control here in the States. Um, In fact, this was a conversation we were having sort of like back in the summer. Um, On some level, this is population control. And not necessarily population control in terms of it's too many humans, but population control from the perspective of there are too many humans, who are intentionally being exploitative. Intentionally being exploitative. And going forward, particularly thinking about the the reality of climate change, even though that's not the conversation right now, I think it needs to be a part of the conversation right now thinking about the reality of the climate change, thinking about the reality that we are long overdue for a massive climactic event that has the capacity to take everything out and start over. When we think about it from that perspective, this might be the beginning of a series of of events even if it takes several hundred years, that ends in the full-on decimation of life as we know it. To the extent where Mother Nature, and again, I'm prefacing this as being my assessment, I'm not getting this from anywhere other than my own head. To the extent that Mother Nature might be like, you know what, humans, I'm done. I'm done. Animals I like, water I like, insects I like, but y'all, done. And so, while that is an extreme scenario, the reality is that we are seeing evidence that could very well lead up to that. Coronavirus is but one piece of that MCI, as we who are more dead, us and. Uh, espiritistas, espiritistas call it um the various melting of ice caps in different places is but one um is but another I should say there are all these pieces of 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 this sort of larger world puzzle that is pushing us in a direction of realizing that, this experience that we have known up into a certain point is more or less done. And that what we don't know, it will be the norm. And this is precisely why people like us are necessary because we as initiates, as practitioners, as people who venerate and work our ancestors have a way of tapping into that energy and getting at least a clue that can inform how we can move, what we need to do to sustain, to recreate and to sustain vitality to that point. And Tatiana talked about this, several other people talked about this. If there's any sacrifice that needs to be made, that should be made in my opinion, feeding the earth. If you, any of the things that I just said resonate with you, feed the earth and do it in the way according to the protocol that you practice. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, find a reputable, reliable uh, practitioner who knows how to do it.
0: Thank you, Nagar and Bia.
4: All right, I completely and totally agree with everything that my sisters have said. It's such a blessing to sit in your presence. The presence of the Black woman is currency, so I know that I'm being enriched on every level just by being here. Now, to deal with what we have going on currently and how to move forward, the first thing that you have to do is to acknowledge the fact that y'all, we been knew what it was. Right, we been knew what it was. We sitting up in here playing like this system was gonna protect us, like this system was gonna keep us safe, like this system was gonna take care of our kids. I asked if Ben knew what it was, right? So okay, now we're seeing that that's not the case. Here in Florida, I couldn't go to the hospital if I wanted to. If I started having symptoms, I am not allowed to go to the hospital. Do you hear what I'm saying? I have a friend that it happened to. She's still at home. So we been knew what it was. So let us cut our ties from a system that has been done told us it don't give a fuck about us and let us just be real from here on out, okay? Now, first thing we got to do is to remain clean. Cleanliness is what keeps you healthy. This is why our grandmothers were so set on it. If you're not from the Caribbean or Africa, you ain't never seen it. It's called Gatal. get you some. I don't need none, but this little bottle right here. And i'm disinfecting my house once a week as you should be doing as your grandmama taught you to don't be out here playing everybody had the same grandmama i had so don't be playing that's number one clean clean your children clean your ass clean your house clean when you come in don't be wearing them outside clothes in the house wash that shit. take your shoes off at the front door you was raised like this we then knew what it was right we can't go to the grocery store and get no food because that shit causes anxiety because people up in there ain't got proper health care because we haven't advocated for them to have proper health care, right? So we should have been done growing our own food. My grandma, my mother was a single mother with seven children, worked eight hours a day, had to drive an hour to work and an hour back and my mother still always grew beans and tomatoes. How come my ass ain't growing no food? Right? We been knew what it was. It ought to be something growing on this balcony. I live in Florida. I should have a whole damn garden on my balcony. I don't eat nothing but vegetables. We been knew what it was. We should have been growing our own food. Our grandmama then had told us this when we was little. Now we out here shocked? Now we out here trying to door dash? What the hell? None of that is showing respect for Oba Oboluaya is the king of the earth. You want to show respect for the earth? then get your ass out there and act like you been knew what it was, right? My grandmama them used to say, going to the doctor is what will kill you. Am I right? Am I speaking a word? Amen, lights? Going to the doctor is what will kill your ass. So your grandmama always knew what herb to take. Ifa teaches that there is nothing that cannot be alleviated without the proper herb. And your grandmama knew that, right? You have to hearken back to the ancient way. Best herbs that you can be taking at this time. If you are still being forced to go to work, we understand it's a capitalistic system. We pray health over you, but take your oil of oregano. Don't be out here playing. We been knew what it was, right? If you feel any kind of tickle in your throat, get you some gold and seal herb and make you some tea. It's bitter as hell, but it kills all mucus, okay? We been knew what it was. Take your ass some vitamin C every day. You should have been doing that. You should have been doing that just because it's winter time. Even here in Florida, it's winter time. We're just now coming into the spring. Take some vitamin C every day. These are the herbal things that you should be doing. Should you be praying? You should have been praying day and night anyway. You was raised to pray day and night. Your grandmama and them raised you to pray without ceasing. I asked, is God out here and stop praying? Yes, you should be praying. Whoever you worship, you should be praying to that deity all the time anyway, right? Some things happen as a result of actions that you have taken. And so we are living in the result of a collective action. And so we're going to have to make it right as a collective So yes, you should definitely be praying. Hearken unto the wisdom of your ancestors, the ancient way that you were taught to live. When you were a little girl, little boy, little person, that's the way that you're going to have to live. We're going to have to rely on each other. I'm from a small town in Columbia, Tennessee, but I've also lived in the Caribbean. I grow tomatoes. My sister next door will grow beans. When she's got enough beans, she's going to give me some of her beans. I'm going to give her some of my tomatoes. We go- it's going back to that. That's what's going to have to happen. None of this is new, guys. None of this is new. We are the children of the earth. From an African perspective, our thought process is not terrestrial, it's not um, celestial. We're not focused on the heavens. We're focused on what is under our feet. And Baba Luwaiye is reminding us that he's the king of all of this shit, right? He can take whatever the hell he wants to take it. That's why he got the name Obaluaye. king of this. And so we will have to show supreme respect for the earth under our feet and for the earth in us by taking care of our bodies. So I will end with we should not have been doing it anyway but now we got to remember don't be eating no bullshit. We wasn't raised eating bullshit. Our grandmama didn't serve us bullshit. We didn't go to grandma's house and get McDonald's. I got a whooping for asking for McDonald's. I know my people were strict but girl what am I gonna get you no McDonald's? And in my hometown it was one McDonald's. I'm from the real, real country. So we weren't raised eating all this processed stuff. Eat real food. Whatever your diet is, eat real food. Processing chemicals, all that shit is going to tear down your immune system. Show supreme respect for the earth by remembering that you are a part of it. Treat the earth with respect. Treat yourself with respect and remember that the earth is a global system and we are all connected. We've been knew what it was. It's time to quit playing games. Life is not a game. Life is an engagement. So games is over, obviously, right? Game over. That little sound that come at the end of the video game. Done. We got to engage and act like we got some damn sense. Dettol is available on Amazon. I ain't even joking. Get you some Dettol. Quit
0: playing. <laughs> my edges are, in fact, gone. In case anyone was wondering where my edges were they gone. Because I snatched them up. All oh, y'all have <laughs> snatched them up. Okay. Um, thank y'all so much. So I'm going to jump to question four just because of time. Because I do want to get some audience questions in. So, for question four, this is just whoever wants to jump in and answer. We're not going to go in any particular order. If you feel you want to, Spirit moves you to answer, answer. If you don't, you don't. So, question four, what in or guess three, what and how should we be preparing for the future? Um, are there any forecasts or spirit or astrological insights
1: into what we have to look forward to and create? I'd like to answer if I can. Show sure thing. So, I really, um, you know, I share to what Yalo Yemi was saying, especially about bartering. Um, and I want to say, I wait to one of the elders in my lineage Tata who says, we're, you know, this, we're built for this, for this particular thing. We've been bartering. You've been braiding my baby's hair while I clean your kitchen. We've been doing this. So getting back to a system of building community with one another and creating economies that are sovereign in your neighborhoods is really, I think, the way to start circumventing some of the issues that are going to present themselves over, you know, the next year, the next two years, because this ain't going away. You know, And, you know, shout out to the, um, you know, shout out to the Orisha community because I really would love, you know, I'm not an Orisha practitioner necessarily or initiated in that faith, but I really would love to see um, specifically what the, you know, Oloshas and ianifas have to say about Igbe. Um, about collective sacrifices to Ebay and creating you know recreating and reinforcing communities specifically um, and I'd like to remember remind all of our listeners that marketplaces and economies are the domain of black women period so the marketplace, economies, the building of economies, commerce, this is your birthright directly. It's not like, for play play, it's not like a, you know a tall tale that we tell each other or that is a myth. The reason that black women are the number one entrepreneurs in this country or the largest growing entrepreneur group in this country is because you have inherited it. It belongs to you, it is in your DNA. Bartering, creating things, selling things, interacting with one another in a way that supports the community is something that you own it belongs to you you know how to do it even if you don't know how to do it and so I think that focusing on community focusing on exchanging goods how we can exchange goods how we can maximize what we already do in that bartering system um, and devaluing and moving away from western systems of um, value as well as currency before they are removed for us So making a conscientious decision to engage with the indigenous practice is a way to get learned on it before somebody takes it away from you and you are unprepared.
6: I'll pop in, because it's going along with um, my sister, Aisha. So because capitalism is being torn down, everything that fuels capitalism is also going to be eradicated. So this whole notion around work and working to live and 40-hour work weeks and overtime and done. So our notion around productivity needs to change. A lot of us were raised with a merit-based worthiness system that we were only good enough or affirmed if we achieved if we did well, if we succeeded. And so a lot of what we do to affirm ourselves is based on, am I pleasing people? Am I getting this job? Am I getting this degree? All That whole entire variable, those factors, that is a being obliterated. So now the shift has to be from productivity to creativity because productivity is tied into capitalism and white supremacy and production, right? but creativity requires you to go inward and to reflect and see what are my divine gifts and talents, what are my callings, what am I trained to do and how can I get paid to do it? That's the sweet spot. So now's the time for us to be dreaming, dreaming about using my spiritual gifts, using my art, using my, even if you don't consider yourself creative, you're still a creator, right? It's not always about art. Creating is not always about painting and singing and dancing and tangible goods fostering conversations fostering healing circles do you have a home that you can open up to be a healing space because now we have time to actually sit around and heal right um so thinking about uh, activating your creativity from a place of flow and ease and pleasure in spite of a crisis because you don't have to internalize what's going on outside of your home um, in fact, you should resist what's going on outside of your home and create a new framework. So, as we're thinking about our dreams, spiritual practices, and and businesses and entrepreneur entrepreneurial endeavors, shifting from productivity to creativity is going to be
5: key. I Juju, think- if I could just jump in briefly, oh. if that's okay.
0: Sure, and then we'll get to uh, Dana.
5: Um, And I'll I'll keep it as brief as possible. And and this message is is for sort of speaking to practitioners. Um, I think we have to accept in in thinking about the fact that these systems are crumbling. I think we have to accept that in addition to uh, increasing instances of stuff like the coronavirus, that we may be forced back into a time that is reminiscent in certain ways of sort of pre-industrial. And so as practitioners of traditions that are ancient, as practitioners of diaspora traditions that predate major industrialization, we should be thinking about those histories and looking at the ways in which our ancestors practiced then. The way in which our traditions were portable. Now in the 20th and the 21st century, we've seen the increase of people getting initiated, the increase of a desire to want to connect. But that desire is still very much uh, incumbent upon and connected to a tool that one can touch if things continue on the path that they continue and we are forced into a scenario particularly if it's if it's at the as a result of a envi- major environmental contra- catastrophe whether it's man-made or otherwise if we are forced to have to leave our homes and we cannot take our arisha with us we cannot take our Nganga with us Is our practice refined enough so that we can still venerate and practice what it is that we do in the world without the need for the icon, without the need for the inkobo, without the need for the opele, without the need for the dilogun. Is our practice, are we, are we, as nature-based as we think and claim that we are, such that if we were forced to leave our homes the minute this Zoom goes off and live in the world, that we could see, we could divine, and we could still come up with solutions. I'm not here to judge anybody because realistically at this point, I know that there are certain things I could do but there are also other things that I I, I know I could not do. And so for me, this period of time is about, yes, working what I have, getting what I need, but also being in a position where if shit really hits the fan and I gotta be out of this house in five minutes and all I can take is what's on me that that's not gonna be a hindrance to me talking to my dead people. That's not gonna be a hindrance to me talking to Cynthia. That's not gonna be a hindrance to me talking to these Basembi to these Bankita. And so this message is more for our practitioners, the people who call, who who work as healers, who are servicing a community. If we're gonna be servicing communities that are in need, we need to be the ones envisioning the scenarios the harshest of the scenarios and preparing ourselves for what that might look like particularly in a world where we may not be able to have our things that should not stop us from being able to help our communities if that's really and truly what we're about
6: thank you Nicole. So, i'm gonna keep this real quick um uh this moment, as I've said elsewhere on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, um, I have timed this timeline of this pandemic actually having roots in the fall of 2019. So September, October 2019. There's just no logical way that the very first person that they test for this virus is the first person who has it, so the first confirmed case. There's no way um, that this started in January. And I say that not because I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm very rooted in reality in my practice, as anybody who knows me knows. Um, But I'm saying that because the moment that it hit us here is not the moment that it began. And that's really important for us to put into a larger timeline of how we perceive what's happening, meaning that this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is not, oh, okay, we're going to be in the house about four or five weeks, we're going to be good, no this is a complete change in how we interact with each other and the world around us is a complete change of our economies of how we value things and so with that being said i just want to give just a little bit of a timeline of what we're looking at as far as i can see it was at a new moon at the end of january where the whole locking down uh sheltering in place uh putting up boundaries of movement, freedom of movement really took hold, right? And so that moment was actually the day of Saturn entering sidereal Capricorn, and the next day was the new moon in sidereal Capricorn, which was January 23rd and 24th, 2020, okay? So we have at least six months, which will be the full moon in Capricorn, right? in what I believe early August, late July, that we even turn a corner of any kind. Now there's a midpoint between there that's coming uh, the second week of May, where Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn are all stationary retrograde at the same time. I feel like that's when we will turn A corner, but not B corner. So six months from January is July, August, and that's the first corner, but really long, long, long term is February, 2021 so i'm saying this not to scare you not because i want you to believe me because i think it's pretty logically obvious at this point that we're not going back to anything that we will have construed as normal ever not at any point not next week not next month not next year and so with that in mind what saturn requires us is to soberly assess our values materially and the reality that we live in I know that be literally leading up to that moment in January we were all concerned about the politics of this and the health care of this and which uh candidate is going to do this and which literally overnight we stopped talking about that shit why do you think because it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter the reality is what matters the only evidence you have for what matters is the consequences of the world around you And that's what Saturn is asking us, that get out of your head and out of your identity and your belief and I'm right and I'm left and I'm conservative and I'm this. And that's cool, that's great. There's a time and a season for that. But right now you see how quickly certain people gave up their convictions and ready to send people checks and give people health care because it was never, ever, ever, ever about any of the stuff that we thought it was about in the first place so really rooting your this is really going back on uh nagara i hope i'm saying her name right said about how rooted in reality is your spiritual practice how rooted in reality is your identity how rooted in reality are your politics how rooted in reality are your spirituality nothing else matters you can argue over the roots and the ontology and the doctrine and the this and this and that but when it gets down to it do you have a ritual for your dead that is going to help you grieve? that matches this moment, because you can't go to the funeral parlor, right? So rooted in reality, encountering the constraints of reality, the consequence of conviction, that's my word for y'all.
0: Ooh, thank you, Damon. Anybody else want to uh, pick up that question? Okay. We're at 5.11, we'll be respectful of time, get out of here at 5.30. Um, so I'm gonna just open it up to anyone who in the chat box, I'll check YouTube as well, have any question for the panelists to uplift. Oh, um, So I saw one earlier from Gertie. Let me try to find it. I think it was for Dana specifically. Um, it says, This is from Gertie Renee. Hey, Gertie. Would Yarnus entering into Taurus speak to the the reset that we're experiencing as we're being forced to slow down in all aspects
6: of life? So, um, this is no offense to anybody else's practice. I do not use outer planets in my practice. Um, For me, this is absolutely about Saturn. Saturn rules death um, and grief and the limits of reality. And this is Um, any change that we're able to implement is because we actually come into a sober realization of the value of things. And this is what Saturn is about. I wrote a post back in early January about Saturn and Capricorn. And the question I asked is, what is time without death? What are we counting? What's, What's the point? What is a day? What is a month? What is a year without death? we're counting because we recognize that there is an endpoint in something that if i only have 2 days to complete something that last 3 hours is is valuable so we're coming into a new relationship with the value of time and that's fundamentally what this is about so no i don't use Uranus. I use Saturn because Saturn is the furthest planet that is visible with our naked eye. That's why it represents the limits of consciousness of what you can know and the limits of the human body, which is death. And I don't think that there's anything that describes this moment more literally, that the uncertainty that we live in is showing us the limits of our own intellect. And the reality of our mortality is showing us the limits of our own body and what we're capable of. And that's what we're being admonished to come into right relationship with.
1: Thank you. Dana. Shout you out, Dana, because that just blew me. Like, I'm not an astrologer, but like Saturn being the furthest that you can see, the furthest that you can, you know, that you can experience. And then, you know, and Yagi Nagar Mayampangi talking about, you know, if you had to leave your house right now and you didn't have a computer and you didn't have a telescope and you didn't have a phone how would you know what is going on i felt like that was super super deep so i just want to say you know shout out to you i also just encourage like our listeners like really with more questions than answers how far is your natural water source like how do you know how to butcher an animal <laughs> like you know do you do you know how to identify dandelion greens or or you know weeds that are edible like mm-hmm. what is in front of what, what is in front of you right now? And can you use it if everything stops?
0: Thank you. Um, I got another question um, from Kobe. It says, what or how can we support the work, or your your all's individual work or the work of healers and practitioners and spiritualists at this time? How should they be being utilized?
1: You know I always got something to say. I, see I have a comment too, but go ahead if you want. No, Lagarde, go. So I don't go. Um, I mean, it's it's very simple.
5: It's very, very simple. When you encounter or you find a spiritual practitioner that you feel a connection with, show them the appropriate respect. If it is a client relationship versus a godparent, godchild relationship, pay for the service follow their advice if you've bothered to put your trust in them then they are meeting that with a reciprocal energy which is their time and their labor you know and so in in, in in where where that where that where that where where that becomes important is that if you are going to bother to embark upon this journey if you're going to bother to ask somebody to help you trust that that's what they're going to do now of course if you see some evidence that makes you feel otherwise okay then maybe it's some time for you to find someone else but what i do see a lot and this is i think i believe at least in part a function of the way in which the internet works and the way in which the internet makes it seem as if there is a plethora of knowledgeable practitioners when really that's not the case. Knowledgeable and ethical practitioners when really really that's not the case. Um, When you find someone that you feel like you can put your trust in, be ready to be in that for the long haul, because healing is not a one-stop shop. It's not dropping your car off at the mechanic and then coming and picking it up at 3 p.m. You know, it is a relationship. And if if you are investing in that person, then that person should also be investing in you. And if you have a relationship that is functional, be respectful of it by being respectful to yourself, but also respectful to that, that that practitioner, you know? Regardless of whether it's a client relationship or whether it's a, a godparent, godchild relationship, that level of respect um, is necessary, but also the, the level of, of human consideration too. You know, we've been talking about capitalism and we've been talking about the ways in which that's problematic, yet many of the people who are our clients think that we should move like Amazon. You don't have, this is one of those situations where it really and truly is black and white. you think that the things that we do are valuable. You have seen the change in your life. However, if you don't get it, on an Amazon Prime schedule, you ready to beef. Or if you realize after the fact that perhaps you didn't disclose a level of information that perhaps you should have disclosed and the information you got is based on what you disclosed and not what you wanted to say, but now you mad. So there's a level of honesty that you need to have with yourself as someone who is seeking, particularly when you certainly expect us. You certainly expect it. You certainly expect us to be all ears at all hours and ready for your problem. So the same respect which you seek and expect in terms of someone helping you with your journey, offer that to the person who has graciously decided to take you up on that and work with you. Particularly if they have consistently given you all reasons to see and believe and to trust that they are going to uphold their end of the bargain if you're not ready to do that and again i'm not going to speak for the group but if you're not ready to do that you surely should not be on my line i'm my line is not the one you should be on if you're willing to do that feel free to reach out to me and let's talk about it i'll be happy to but in this time period now some real some 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 important decisions have to be made and we all have to be thinking about what separating the wheat from the chaff really looks like and many people say they want healing but that's not what they want they want the appearance of it and yes all everybody you see here is on instagram and we get cute everybody here has a beef face and we look fabulous as we should However, we have our own lives and our own things that we must do for our own upkeep. Because the one thing you don't want is a tired, sick, aggravated practitioner. I'm telling you right now, you don't want it. So the same level of consideration and respect that you want as someone who's a seeker, show that for the person that you are seeking for the person that has shown and proved time and time again that they're not going to leave you out there. Perhaps like some of the other practitioners you've worked with. Perhaps like your relatives.
0: Thank you, Nagar. Um,
1: Maya, did you still want to jump in on that question? I remember the question. I was just absorbing what Nagar was saying. What is the question?
0: <laughs> the
1: question was, um, oh, how to
0: support healers just want to be mindful we're at 5:22. we're ending at 5:30. 30. um but it was how to support um healers at this time and practitioners oh yeah no she
1: answered that great
0: <laughs> um okay so i think i'm going to ask one more audience question and then we'll wrap up whoever wants to take this one i thought this was good this question is from Helio. It says, any thoughts or observations about handling aspects of these traditions that relied upon physical presence as we shift into relying on the internet for connection? That was actually one of my questions in question three. For my personal divination, a lot about community has continued to come up, but obviously the ways that we're creating community may look a little bit different. So um, I just want to put that out there for folks to just whoever may want to take that question. How do we create community sort of in this moment of,
6: of business?
4: Um, I'll speak to it a little bit. I think that you create community um, where you find it and be very grateful for any opportunity that you have to create it. If, we at this point in time still have access to internet and Wi Fi and things of that nature, then create community that way. Don't feel, you know, um, guilty about that being a way that you create community. And by the same token, um, those of us who are practitioners, those of us who are initiates, have to be aware of the time that we're living in. So if the time that we're living in requires us to, um, fashion new ways of doing our work and of assisting people and reaching out to clients and assisting with healing via the internet Then we have to be open to that as well just like our ancestors had to adapt and some of the plants that we use here in the west are not the plant they had in nigeria but they had to adapt right so this is a time when we have to adapt as well. so if we should be adapting our practice so that we can reach out to in whatever way we can reach people because community is essential that's another thing that we're learning right now i mean some of us considered ourselves introverts until we had to be in the goddamn house for three days and then we was like okay that shit was a lie i ain't an introvert right that was me so it's like community is essential your connection to other people is essential so however you can get it get it That's part of what's going to keep you well and keep you safe. And that's part of what's going to help you to move forward into these new eras and new times and this beautiful dawning of the age that we are in the middle of. So create community, get community, connect with people, but please you guys also get real ways of connecting with people, okay? You know, get numbers, get emails in case all of this stops we need to also kind of know people's address right when you feel safe enough for someone to do that because we don't know how long this stuff is going to last either so have real ways of connecting as well but if you have to use the internet for community don't feel guilty about that that's where we are it's, it's 2020 it's not 1820.
6: i would just say now's the time oh dana you want to go ahead nope go ahead now, now is the time to take a deep dive into your relationships and see what are those relationships that are no longer serving you, that are more draining? Are there people that you are texting all the time, hey, how you doing, that are not texting you to see how you're doing? And if no one's texting you, know that your life is still sacred and we still need you, so I'm asking you how you doing. Um, but Zoom, FaceTime, all of that, and, and try to make it fun, right? Ask yourself, how's my heart today? Um, what are three things that I'm grateful for? What's something I can do to bring me joy or pleasure to Today, um, because the fact of the matter is that having to communicate just with video or audio is going to help you develop some of your relationships. Think about the people that you would be fucking right now, just because, and then that relationship don't serve you, but because the sex is good, you still in it. Like we're obliterating all of that, right? Like there's no quarantine bay for you. Okay, so um, even with friendships, with family relationships, with associates um think about spiritual connections think about creating community based on your um one your questions about how to talk to your ancestors there's digital community everywhere you might find somebody um under one of juju Bay's instagram posts and y'all become like spiritual bays. you know so now's the time to be selfish figure out what's giving you life right now and tap into that thread in every virtual space because at the end of the day we have relics we have candles we have altars but spirit transcends any physical presence any digital presence so tap into the spirit real quick i love what lavon just said and it immediately made me think we all just saw love is blind and we saw these people engaging in very intimate and deep conversation without even seeing each other's faces. And this doesn't mean you're gonna find the love of your life or anything like that. But there are barriers to intimacy that come from being in person, and those are falling away when we're being virtual here. Um, but somewhat piggybacking on what um, Levon said, I wanted to bring up uh, just one more time the shared burden of survival, but also the entitlement to thrive. One of the things that really just disturbs my spirit so deeply, especially on social media, is this idea that we are in a suffering Olympics, that, you know, my mama, my daddy never paid, my mama child support, and look, I'm here. Why do you, why do you glorify the suffering of your mother at the hand of your father's negligence? Why is that an excuse for you to mistreat anybody? Right? So I'm talking about the entitlement to thrive. We can survive in isolation. If there is an immediate threat like a bear we could go hide in the corner but eventually you're gonna have to emerge from your isolation in order to eat in order to get the connection and the touch and the validation that comes from being with other people one of the things that's happening collectively for us as we're in this sheltering in place is the eclipses are changing um, from Gemini and Sagittarius which was all about how do I make my life in this world a living testimony of my intentions and convictions. We've all been challenged by the political and moral climate that we've lived in to refine our truth. But now we're switching to eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus beginning June 5th, and this is about safe body and sound mind. This is about the identities that we take on and we seek validation from, right? If I say I'm a woman, I'm gonna dress a certain way. I'm gonna walk and talk a certain way. I'm also gonna be judged for not performing my womanhood in a certain way. And so now is the moment where we're challenging all of these, quote, norms. Taurus is the sign of conventional conduct. So it's the way that we are expected to behave. But everything is up debate now. Everything is up in the air and it starts with your entitlement to thrive. You will never be validated as who you are if you don't have the guts and the courage to show up. This right now, as so many of these other women have said that these digital relationships and encounter is a way for you to show up authentically. What do you have to lose? We're never going to create the liberation that we are all craving if you keep faking the funk if you are loving women if you are needing to confirm your real gender if you are needing to embrace your blackness or your latinaness or whatever it is liberation comes because you you accept who you are and you have the courage to show up and be validated and that's all i have to say
0: <laughs> ma'am <laughs> I ain't gonna say that's so all I have to say to drop the mic just like that and put yourself on mute. Thank you. Um, we are at 530, but I do wanna ask um Tatiana if you wanted to say anything. You don't have to just want to make sure you said all you wanted to say you know, y'all
7: guys y'all said everything for me <laughs> i was just gonna talk about the same thing like you no know, what i see really interestingly on social media now is all these challenges popping up all these group meditations all these gatherings on zoom a lot of people are doing by by donation or free so i mean now is the opportunity to learn something that you've never learned before to really break out of your shell to start like you know, um, somebody just said it, uh, start learning about your ancestors, join, a, join an ancestral group, what have you, these groups on Facebook, there's just so, there's a plethora of them, there's so much information, really, you've got an abundance of time, there's no reason why you shouldn't just take initiative and just jump into something if that's really what's calling you, and you know, just, just DM somebody with respect, DM some elders on on social media and and see if you can get information see how they can show up for you Um, you know again with respect because we got our own time and and things to do but definitely take that approach
6: somebody on um, YouTube a lot of people are asking for our cash apps Venmo's PayPal's and things like that I just wanted to throw that out there so that we don't all get off of here without allowing everybody to sew back into us what we gave today
0: Asha, I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be the next thing. I know I saw that too. And also folks are asking for social media. So if we could just go through each person um, and y'all can drop your, your things, your respective places, um, whoever wants that.
5: Um, I am Nagara Akadumu on Twitter and IG um my cash app is Nagara Akili I'll also put it in the chat for anyone who wants to follow or donate um much appreciation to Juju much appreciation to the audience this has been really generative and I hope to see more of these and right on I it was an honor to be amongst you ladies this afternoon
4: Um, I am got to be Oshun on everything except Facebook. On Facebook, I am Yami Akala Akalatunde, and I'll write all of that in here. Cash App is got to be Oshun as well, but I will write it in the chat for everyone. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor, as always, to speak with Juju and to assist in, in your particular vision. Pleasure and honor to be here today. And everybody remember that we were built for this, right? We are resilient. We have made it through. We have the best genes possible. Any doctor will tell you to make it through any situation. So don't move forward with fear, move forward with the knowledge that you are resilient and perfectly made to deal with any situation.
6: I just put my uh, Cash App and PayPal in the chat on YouTube and on um, Zoom here. PayPal is Dana, D-A-Y-N-A, capital L, capital N. Same thing for Cash App, D-A-Y-N-A, capital L, capital N. And I am People's Oracle everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, um, what else? Twitter. And thepeoplesoracle.com is my website. Thank y'all.
1: Hi everyone. My um at on everything is Myesha but with an X. So it's at M Y E S H X A. Um and my Cash App is also Cash Symbol, M-Y-E-S-H-X-A. Um, just a reminder to everyone um, that black women invented the human genome and soap. Um and so, you know. If you got those two things, you're gonna be okay. Remember that. <laughs> remember that before you remember anything else. Your ancestors invented soap. And by the way, all of these soap makers out here, I noticed that explosion on social media. And I, I really feel like as much as we joke about collective messages, that was really sort of an, a signal and a current among everybody about this cleanliness. Support your local soap makers, okay? Um, have faith in yourself and your ability to fight. Have faith in your own buck for real on all levels, your spiritual, physical, and mental level, and know that you're loved.
2: I'm
6: at Lavon P on all the things. L Y V is in Victor. O N is in Nancy N-E p as in proverbs um so dollar sign levon p cash app at levon p venmo i put it in the chat in zoom and on youtube um i want to thank you juju for trusting me to be in this space you are my spiritual bay and to each and every one of you um the divine in me honors the divine in you and for our listeners uh, i pray that you
7: be well and if it's not well it's not the end Shea, this is Tatiana. Hi. You can find me on um, at Tatiana Tarot with two N's on IG and Twitter. Um, or just email me hello at TatianaTarot.com and I will be getting back to you. I want to say move by faith and not by sight. That's the most important thing at this time. You know, I think we're, you know, a lot of us are caught up looking at signs and whatnot and needing validation and it could be as simple as waking up and getting some insight and acting on what you know, something as small could really spin into something real huge for you. So, you know, listen, listen, take this time to really listen, to center yourself, to, to learn, to listen, to learn, to expand on your gifts. Everybody has them. Everybody has the capability of expanding on your psychic abilities and really that's your compass. That's your GPS right now. So really take the time to cultivate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead, girl.
0: What's up? What's the tea? <laughs> what the tea. We are ready. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you all so 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 much from the depth of the heart. I'm so grateful that everyone hopped on the call today. Everyone responded so quickly, and it just came together so seamlessly. I was nervous. I don't know why. This was this was. Brilliant. This was gorgeous. Thank you all so, so much. And I'm, I'm deeply appreciative. I will be putting this um, on my YouTube channel for folks to be able to watch again. Um, and it'll also be the next episode of the podcast so people can listen and then it'll also be written out for accessibility purposes for people who want to read it so um, we'll have all of that sometime next week probably within the next couple weeks so just bear with me I appreciate everyone thank you again Billy for signing for us today shout out Um, Shout out to Janae and Jonathan again for popping through and Highlander and Liberation House and sending y'all wellness, sending y'all wellness and peace and blessings as always. Have a good day y'all.
3: Thank y'all. I appreciate you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. If you would like to reach out to me, media sh- requests, sponsorships, interviews, whatever, you got a bag for me. Hit me up on my website, I-T-S-J-J-U-B-A-E, it's JujuBay.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at it'sjujubae, it's jjubae, and um, also at a little juju podcast on Instagram as well. For the podcast page I will link the guests ads and instagrams in the show notes so you can find the lovely practitioners and send them your love as well and um yeah that's pretty much it sending so much joy to y'all abundance to y'all healing to y'all we gonna be all right we are all right and remember all you need is a little juju later alligators My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop.